These are real people. They do have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves. I just shut down. So many people suffer from mental illness. She's not a great match for me, and that's okay. A lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation, so they can't appreciate, yeah. Dad came upstairs, and then I heard them say, like, it's happened. And I was like, what's happened? It's difficult dealing with our minds. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. I feel like a lot of the friends that I did have have sort of stopped speaking to me because of it. And the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. Not only did this help me to write it, mm. it potentially might have helped some other people as well. So it sort of started from there. And then she was like, can you tell me a bit about what's going on? So I told her everything and her face dropped. You're not depressed, it's, it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. I mean, this, this, this shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting. So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it and they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, and then they want to talk about it. Hello and welcome to Mike's Open Journal, to Mojo Podcast, and uh, to episode 111, 111, 111, however, I still haven't worked out that numbering thing. Um, So today I'm going to be talking to you very briefly uh, about my double pride, double weekend. Um, I tried to record a little bit um, over the last two weeks um unfortunately the audio is really really bad um because it's outside and because especially recently um it was by a, a windy venue so it's not come out great so i thought i'd run through just a little bit about my experience at the two pride events i went along to recently um like i say unfortunately we don't have the live audio but i'll, I'll give you a brief overview of what happened um so i went along to eastley pride uh, and Portsmouth Pride over the last couple of weeks. Um, both events were really, really cool. I've been to I've been to Portsmouth Pride. Uh, I went last year for the first time, and it was it was really good. It was quite a small event, um, but it was really cool to go along. And it's a local event to me, and I know a lot changed with um, how the event was planned last year. So it was really cool to go along and and see bits of that last year. Um, so this year, um, the Eastleigh event was the first ever Pride event in Eastleigh. Uh, and the Portsmouth Pride was, I think it's the fourth year they've had Pride um, this year. So both very, um, very new events. Um, and I have to say, both were, while both were really impressive, I was particularly impressed with the Eastleigh Pride event, um, given that it's the first year that, that has run um i was really impressed by how kind of together the day was but also all the different stalls and stuff that were there um was a really nice kind of friendly welcoming event and i also think there was a great um at both events there was great coverage in terms of the services that were represented there so having um like mental physical and sexual health 
um, professionals at all of the events, um, information about all of those services. Um, they also you also had the uh, the laglos, so the lesbian and gay liaison officers, um, so like the community support policing um, were there as well, which was really cool. Um, no, Eastley also had information about um, like gender identity um, groups and a few different LGBTQ plus groups that operated within kind of the Southampton Eastley area as well. Um, who else was there that I noticed? Uh, there was um, there was a local mind at the Eastley event, which was um, Solent Mind, who operate in Southampton. And at Pompey Pride, I think there was there was time to change. Um, so it was really cool to see those guys. And I saw uh, Hannah, who I know through Pompey Bloggers, was, was there um, in her role as a Time to Change champion. So it was really cool to have a brief chat with her and hear about what was going on. And I think it was the first time she said Time to Change have been at the event and the first time that she'd been there as well. Um, so yeah, really cool to again see those uh local I guess groups and charities getting involved um with uh what I see as a, a local pride event. Um while those the the larger prides are awesome um and I think very good for for things like campaigning and protesting. Uh I I I have a preference I think for the the smaller prides in that they have that real community feel is about providing support um signposting to services uh and kind of groups that can help someone in that community that maybe they're struggling with um particular issues or maybe they just want to find other people that are kind of like-minded or that they feel more able to talk to uh, or just want to increase their social circle as well so that side I really like from those the more local events, um, but I don't know. I also uh, a big thing of the the prides for me is also having the the march or the parade or um, whatever you want to call it at the beginning, um, because to me that is part of the sort of highlights the celebration um, of all things pride. But also kind of reminds us as well the importance of that started off as, or in my mind, started off as a protest, as a um, kind of recognising that there are still struggles, there are still imperfections and um, there is a still a long way to go with um, a lot of issues around LGBT rights, um, the kind of conversations that we have in communities um the respect and understanding that's there um around those groups and individuals as well so i think the parade is a really big thing for me um but yeah i guess i guess that can play its role in both the larger and and the the more local prides um i think both both events actually there was quite a lot of um I don't know if support's the right word, quite a, a visible presence from um, the NHS, which I think is really cool. Uh, and there were stands sort of asking people, what do you think is good about the NHS? What do you think could be improved? Um, and 
Also, I, I, maybe I've missed something, I'm not too sure, but there was a lot of Nando's. Like, there were stickers, there were flags. Um, at Portsmouth Pride, there was a Nando's chicken costume person. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where that's come have, have Nando's always been big supporters of Pride? Or have I have I missed something? Or, um, I'm really not sure. I wasn't... I was a bit like, oh, oh, okay. Um, they didn't have... Uh, I don't... Yeah. There was no Nando's, like, stand or anything at either event. But they just seemed... Yeah, lots of, lots of stickers, lots of flags. Um... Yeah, really, really visible at both events, which is great. Um, but yeah, I just I wasn't aware of kind of a sponsorship or um, like a supporting link or anything like that. So that was really cool to see and very unexpected, I have to say. Um, one of the other things that I found was was really interesting was the amount of young people that were at both events, um, and I really like that side of kind of the prides being more i don't know open acceptable for people to go along to seeing people of all ages at the events i think is really cool and having young people that are happy to um talk about share uh their experiences or not be afraid to go along to a pride event as well i think is a really big thing particularly for someone that's younger and maybe doesn't fully know or understand their own identity or sexuality or um i think that is a big thing like for for someone of any age but particularly a young person i always feel like there's more kind of vulnerability and potentially your social circle is much smaller and you feel a lot more vulnerable so that was really good to see um and i have to say i think particularly probably oh i don't know if there was necessarily one more than the other um there were more push chairs at portsmouth um but there were yeah there were still quite a lot of families and young people in easley as well so i think it's probably true of of both events um and it was just yeah it was really good to see that there were so many people who were getting involved and i think like I say, the the fact that this was only the fourth Pompey Pride and the first Eastley Pride, from my yeah, there were little things like at Eastley the the microphone kept on not working, <laughs> which was kind of funny, um, and I think the like the last act on the stage wasn't really the best, and you sort of had people starting to disappear, um, kind of half an hour before the event finished, which was a little bit of a shame, um. And then at, I think at Portsmouth, um, it was just a little bit of a weird setup round by the bandstand where you had bits of space that weren't really used and in other sections where the stalls were quite crammed together. So there were little things that could have been changed, but I think all in all, like really, really cool events, really welcoming, really well run. Um, and awesome just to go along to like I went along and took um I took photos at both events and um I went with 
Um, Laura came with me as well. So uh, it was the Eastleigh was the first Pride that she's been to and not been part of the march because she marches um, with a Christian group. Um, so it's really cool for her just to be able to go along and kind of just be part of the activities that were going on without being kind of involved or having stuff to do on the day as well. Uh, so that was really good and I really enjoyed kind of that side of it. Um, one of the things I think that did crop up, especially when we're talking about the the parade, um, and I know I sort of mentioned this a little bit earlier with, it really is important to kind of mention or notice that there are still um, lots of areas really that need to be improved. Um, and I know in the in the blog post that I wrote over the weekend, I think that, that should be available for you guys by the time this goes up. Yeah, it'll, it'll have been up for a week or so. Um, I spoke a little bit about some of the stats that Stonewall currently show around sort of hate crime and an education and some of those include included things like um there being sort of one in five lgbt individuals will have experienced hate crime because of their um their sexual orientation or their gender identity um in the last year i think that was yeah in the last year um, and I just think like, oh, my, like one in five is such a such a high ratio of people that are experiencing not like just oh, I hate banter, but not just experiencing like, oh, I just heard something a bit negative or oh, that person sort of pushed me a little bit or what like this is hate crime. Um, and I find that really concerning at a time when um, I feel like predominantly we sort of make out like everything's pretty much okay like yeah it's not perfect but we're pretty much there and I'm like this one in five experiencing a hate crime is not okay um and oh it just yeah it kind of blew my mind a little bit because I didn't realize that that would be quite as high as it was um and I think there was a stat around like of that one person in five that one person, um, if there were five, this is now confusing because of the way I explain things. If there were five of those one peoples, <laughs> four of those five people wouldn't report anything. Um, so to I, whoever, predominantly, I suppose it was referring to police. Um, and I think that's probably, I don't know, I guess in my head, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's probably fairly reflective of us as a society, maybe. Like, I don't know, something would have to be very serious for me to want to report anything. Um, I think I would think, oh, I'll pass or I'll deal with it or whatever. Um, but this shows you just how many numbers are being affected. And don't just go, oh, well, it's whatever. Like, yeah, that's all that's measured. There's still going to be a crap load of other people that aren't being counted as part of these stats because nothing's ever reported or followed up. Or, um, I know I've said similar stuff before with mental health and there's the, the stat that's regularly used over the last sort of 18 months, I think, of one in four people um, in the UK will experience a struggle or an illness 
with their mental health um, every year. Now, those stats, again, are based around what's reported. Now, fortunately, there's lots of uh, research that's gone into that. So um, some people have fed into that that maybe haven't reported it anywhere. So they've completed a survey, but they've not necessarily reported to their doctor or whoever that they're struggling. Um, but again, it opens that door that actually there's going to be people that have filled in that survey that have ticked no when they have experienced or have struggled with their mental health and have experienced a mental health illness. And I would imagine this is very much the same. There'll be some people that if they were asked to fill in or complete a survey or had the option to, will have ticked, um, I haven't experienced that or I don't feel like I'm affected by that. And I think that's something we always have to consider when we're looking at sort of stats like that. Um, there was another one in there that was, I think it was nearly half, it was just under half, so it was like 45 or 46% of um, LGBT students um said that they'd experienced some sort of bullying in school um and again this is this is a, like a uk british stat um so almost half half of students that would consider themselves within the, the lgbt society are are being bullied for that and again it just oh there there are plenty of reasons to dislike people because they're bloody idiots because they annoy you, because, uh, I don't know, there's a shitload of reasons, but, like, their sexuality and their identity is not one of them, that's absolutely ridiculous, um, like, yeah, if they're always late to something, yeah, maybe give them a little bit of grief on it, oh, come on, be on time, or check in and see if they're right, ask why they're late, like, oh, man, I just, the... Yeah, I'd, oh man, I, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just, I guess it's one of those as well that this falls in an area where I don't have um, like personal experience. So I have bits of knowledge, but um, I don't have that personal experience. So I don't necessarily know how that feels, and I don't know um, what that ex- experience is like. Um, but to me, these just seem horrifically high stats for something that I think most people would say is not necessarily a huge problem um and I find that probably more concerning than the stat itself I don't know if that makes sense um and there was a banner as well on the weekend at Portsmouth that I think it was at Portsmouth and that said that in 73 countries um being gay is still illegal and i just again i don't know i think that's for me why the why the march or the parade um that's why that part is so important because there are so many things that still need to change there is still bullying that happens in schools there is still a lack of education and a lack of awareness of probably what being lgbt means of why anyone would dislike someone because of their sexuality or their identity um like it it literally has nothing to do with you it's their life um i i yeah some of it i am mystified by but um 
Pride is also an awesome opportunity to celebrate um, the the achievements that have happened, the successes, and that's not just um, oh this number of people have come along to a group or this number of people have um, I don't know registered that they've experienced something or whatever. To me, that's the celebration of you know there are people that have. Um, found groups individuals um, charities organizations sports clubs um, that now make up their support network make up their social groups that make up their own kind of community or their own family and that's the awesome side I think of not just pride but the the work that predominantly volunteers put into um those local groups that support um individuals in a range of different situations and having had a range of different experiences and i think it's also important to recognize that it's not always negative um and that people still do just want to be part of groups and meet other people and um sometimes an lgbt group is an awesome way to kind of start to find people um that are totally going to accept you and it doesn't necessarily have to be something that you're going to worry about in that group um where unfortunately it is something that doesn't necessarily happen all the time even though it should uh yes um i've completely lost my trailer for now uh I really enjoyed, to jump back to me, because I'm so important, <laughs> I really enjoyed um, actually meeting up with a couple of friends. So like I said earlier, I saw Hannah at the uh, Portsmouth event. I also saw Ollie, who I used to work with on the holiday play schemes. Um, so I had a chat with him in Portsmouth, um, which was really, really funny. And you can see a brief bit of our conversation in the blog post I wrote recently. Uh, over in Eastleigh, I met some people that I used to work with um, and a few students that used to go to the college that I worked at as well. So that was really cool um, to see those guys. Uh, really pleased with some of the pictures I managed to get as well. So it was awesome to get out and take the camera um, and get a few shots with that. And that definitely kind of kept me interested throughout the event as well to kind of walk around and go back to some of the stalls and take a couple of pictures. Um which was really nice. And there's some really cool performances as well. Um, over at Eastleigh, they had um, some Bollywood dancers. They had um, a drag group from Oxford um, that were there as well. They were really cool. Um, in Portsmouth, they had a few young people that got up and did um, some short performances as well, which was really cool to see. They also had um, a couple of drag queen, drag kings as well as queens up there. Um, so really kind of, I just think it's a really nice way to introduce people to that, um, I don't know, entertainment, um, that community and start conversations as well, um, I think is, is really, really good. Um, like I say, I massively enjoyed both events. I'm already um looking forward to to going back next year um 
and I know there are the other bigger events, which I spoke about briefly with a couple of people on the weekend, um, particularly London and Brighton. Um, and I've got a friend that I think I've got a couple of friends actually that went to Brighton this year. Um, and I don't know, I don't know how that went this year. I haven't had, I've not really had a chance to sit down and have a chat with them yet. Um, but I would be interested to kind of hear a bit more about that. And were there a lot of people that were there just to see Britney Spears this year? Uh, I, I don't know. I would imagine there's probably some, um, and then does that impact on the event? Like, does it make it better? Cause there are more people there that are coming along that maybe haven't been to a pride before or does it make it worse because there are a load of people there that don't care about pride and they're just there to see britney like are they just there for a concert type thing um i don't know uh but from my end yeah i had i really enjoyed both events really um really well organized like i said a couple of small bits that i think i'd i would change um but that's me being picky and crappy about stuff <laughs> um but yeah no i really enjoyed it awesome events like i say i've got a blog post that will have come up last week um about the two events um and i definitely recommend that you look out for a pride event in your area as well i think there are more and more uh local pride events popping up um in sort of towns rather than just in cities uh and i think that's happened in the last year or so apparently so definitely have a look see if there's a pride event going on near you go along find out about some of the the resources and the information that's there and some of the local groups whether that's for yourself or to just be a little bit more aware of the communities um that exist around you uh and there's some really really awesome groups uh, and people um that are in involved in those types of things so I want to say thank you very much for listening to me just sit down and have a bit of a ramble. Like I said, unfortunately, the audio didn't come out. So I've sat here and spoken for probably much longer than you would have had if I'd have had that audio, which, yeah, I'm not sure if that's been a great thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's cool just to sit down and give you guys a bit of an overview of what was two awesome days. Um, my legs were very, very tired, especially after running over the stones in flip-flops at Portsmouth to get from the back to the front of the parade for some more pictures so yeah still recovering on the old leggies um but thank you very much for listening uh if you want to find out anything about those pride events i think there's links on the blog post but i will include them in the description as well uh if you want to find out anything else to do with the mojo podcast or blog uh, or any of the other stuff that comes under Mike's Open Journal. You can find all the information at mikesopenjournal.com and you can find me at Mike underscore Douglas underscore on Twitter and on Instagram. So thank you very much for listening and please remember, you're not alone out there. These are real people, they have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves, I just shut down. So many people suffer from mental illness. She's not a great match for me, and that's okay. A lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation, so they can't appreciate, yeah. Dad came upstairs, and then I heard him say, like, it's happened, and I was like, what's happened? It's difficult dealing with our minds. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. I feel like a lot of the friends that I did have have sort of stopped speaking to me because of it. And the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. Not only did this 
help me to write it. Mm. It potentially might have helped some other people as well. So it sort of started from there. And then she was like, can you tell me a bit about what's going on? So I told her everything and her face dropped. You're not depressed. It's, it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. I mean, this, this, this shit is real and it's hard. It's exhausting. So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it. And they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, and then they want to talk about it. 